Alrighty. Um, I guess I'm making a podcast. Uh, I recently decided that I'm going to go to therapy. And the first thing that I got told was that I should journal. But I'm not really a journaler. Um, I find myself uh, not being able to fully put out my words onto paper because my brain tends to think faster than my hand can write. Um, And so I started listening to self-help on different podcasts to kind of put my thoughts um, and see out there and kind of also see if if anyone else felt the same way I felt. And I've listened to about 10 different podcasts in the last three days. And quite honestly, I feel like none of them I can fully relate to. I still take things away from them. I still absolutely learn things, but I felt like no one's experiences were the same as mine. Um, A lot of them were women who were moms, which is great, but obviously, like, I'm not a mom. I'm not a parent. I do not have a child. Uh, I don't even really have nieces or nephews. Um, The only kids in my life are my friends that are now having kids, and that's pretty much it. Uh, And so there was that, or it was women who are just much older than me, or they're engaged, or they're married, and they're doing postpartum things, and like, I don't, I don't know, I just felt like I couldn't find someone my age, and with a similar lifestyle, and so I was like, I guess I'll just make one, and it'll be good for me to get my thoughts out there, but also if maybe someone else finds this podcast, and they start listening to it, maybe I can help them. Maybe someone will relate to me. So, uh, I guess, like, this first episode, um, I'll just talk about, like, myself. Uh, My name is Shelby. For anyone that doesn't know me, I'm assuming that anyone that is listening to this, you know, about the time I, I produce it, already knows me, for the most part. But I'm 25 years old. I'm at my quarter life crisis, I guess. Uh, I feel like quarter life is maybe an exaggeration. Realistically, I'm not going to live to a hundred. But I guess, you know, with modern technologies and sciences and if I make enough income, who knows? Maybe I can't afford to keep myself alive that long uh, one way or another. (laughs) But yeah, I guess I'm at my quarter life crisis. I moved across the country um, a year ago. I moved halfway across the country away from all of my friends and family. The only person here that I knew was my aunt and that was it. Um, I still can't believe I did it. I've always wanted to do it. And I always had people say, or I'd always heard like, leave your hometown, leave your hometown. Well, leaving my hometown just quite honestly was not enough. Like I went off to college, granted not that far. I was like an hour away, but like I did leave my hometown. I went to college. I lived in a different town for gosh, like three years, three years. I graduated in 2014 from high school and then I ended up back home in 2017. So yeah, I was gone for about three years and, uh, it still wasn't far enough because one, I was still close to home. Going home was easy. Going home, there was easy access. Uh, and the relationship I was in at the time, uh, followed me up there. He ended up going to school pretty darn close. And so, There was that, keeping me close to home and 
in the same loop as, as all the people that I, I'd grown up with. And quite honestly, I, so I grew up in Oregon for anyone that doesn't really know me. And Oregon is a small ass state. Like they always say, people joke like, oh, it's such a small world. Oh, it's such a small world. No, like it is literally a small ass world. And I cannot even begin to describe how freaking small it is. When I lived in Oregon, just to put it in perspective, I went to school at this little tiny ass school. Everyone knows everybody there. So of course that's a small world. Like my graduating class was 52 people. You're going to know everyone you graduate with. Um, and then, you know, the surrounding areas are, are small. People move from other schools. So then it's like, oh, you know this person because they moved to my school from your school and yada yada. And then you start jobs and then you get to meet people and your, your circle quickly expands. And even though you may not be close with those people, suddenly you realize like, oh, I know this person and they, they know this person who knows this person and I know that person. And it's just, it's like a domino effect and it's, it's wild, honestly. But, uh, I actually started, uh, dating a guy one time and I was like, oh, finally, like someone not from like my hometown area and like the surrounding hour, basically, like within an hour's drive, like he is not from here. He doesn't really know people from here. Like, this is great. Joke's on me. Uh, he was literally from the opposite side of the freaking state and I went to high school with his cousin. Like, what are the freaking odds? Um, so Oregon is a small state and quite frankly, uh, today, in my opinion, Oregon is, is just straight ass. Uh, granted that has to do with my personal experiences, but it's a gorgeous state. Don't get me wrong. I love the scenery. I'm super outdoorsy. I loved hiking. I loved going to the coast. I loved being in the mountains and seeing the snow and hiking and all the beautiful rivers and lakes. But other than that, and like my close friends and family, like Oregon is just straight ass. Like there is nothing there. Um, especially for someone in my career field, I went to school for graphic design I wanted to, I clearly was not going to work for a small company, um, but there's just not a lot of big companies in Oregon. And so, unless I moved to Portland, and if you've watched the news at all in the last year, Portland is basically a giant shithole, excuse my language, but it is. Um, it should just fall into the ocean. Uh, but there just wasn't a lot for me. There just wasn't a lot for me in Oregon. Uh, it rains nine months out of the year there, and so it's gray, it's cold, it's wet, it's depressing. Like, just for, for lack of better words, it is depressing. And I found myself, um, I was never clinically diagnosed by all means. I'd never been to the doctor for it. I, I never took antidepressants or anything like that. But I'm self-diagnosing myself with SAD, um, which in case you don't know what that is, it is seasonal affective disorder. Basically the lack of vitamin D, um, and meaning sunshine, uh, you just get hella depressed, uh, which I feel was 100% true for myself. Um, I absolutely hated the rain. I hate being, I hated being wet. I hated my feet getting wet all the time. I hated the cold. It just, no, absolutely no, 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 no. So now I live in Texas, uh, and Texas is, hot. It is, um, it is fall right now. We're in the middle of November and it was 82 degrees outside today. Maybe hotter. I don't know. That's what my car said earlier when I went to Starbucks, but 
I was wearing a tank top. I was wearing a tank top today in 82 degree weather in the fall. If I was in Oregon, it would be 45 degrees, probably raining. I'd be wearing rain boots, leggings, and a sweatshirt. Um, I'd be cold. So I'd have my heated seat on in my car versus I had my windows down and the AC on today. So uh, needless to say, the weather here treats me way better. Uh, but, uh, to kind of sidetrack off that, uh, yeah, I'm making this podcast to talk about who I am and the experiences I have faced, uh, in my life and, uh, how they've affected me and honestly, like, things I've learned from them. I was constantly posting advice to my close friends, um, and some family members, uh, honestly through Snapchat. And the amount of people that would swipe up on my story and just message me and say, I'm proud of you, which is amazing. Like, I wasn't asking for people to be proud of me. I was just kind of, it was my word vomit. It was my my diary, my personal diary in a way. But um, there was that. But also the amount of people that were like, I, I needed this. Like, I needed to hear this. Like, I just learned from you. Like, thank you so much. Like, even people that are like 45, 50 years old, like double my age, and they're swiping up like my friend's parents. And they're like, you are so wise beyond your years. Like, they're like, I'm just now learning this. Or like, I'm just now, you know, experiencing this. I'm just now figuring it out. Or like, I'm still figuring it out. And I guess I don't really look at myself as being like old and wise. Like I said, I'm like at my quarter life crisis. Like, but I guess, like, I've been through a lot, and I definitely developed some emotional maturity over the years that has allowed me to work through these things and kind of accept them, and, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm low-key fucked up, like, mentally, like, physically, I'm great, on the outside looking in, I got my life together, people who truly, like, who don't truly know me are gonna look at me and be like, damn, like, that's a badass bitch. She got her shit together. Like, she's got it going on. But, like, if you really knew me, like, I got flaws. I got a lot of trauma. I got a lot of baggage, just like everybody else. And I do not have life figured out. But you know what? It's, I, my dad always said, fake it till you make it. And I fully believe it. Like, what? Oh, today I'm not, I don't fully have it together. I can't even freaking make lunch, but, uh, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to eat some crackers and cheese and call that my lunch and move on tomorrow. Maybe I'll make a real sandwich. I don't know. Like that's a stupid example, but like you just got to fake it till you make it. And I fully believe that how you feel about yourself is, is, you're kind of, you're manifesting it. So if you're going to sit at home, you're gonna be like, gosh, like I ain't shit. I ain't got nothing going on. And you can have those days. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can wake up and you can be like, I feel like shit today. I'm a shit person. But at the end of the day, you can be like, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to feel that way. Like I feel like it right now, but that is not who I am. And so you have to manifest out of that and just be like, okay, well, I feel like shit today, but you know what? I'm going to go to the gym and maybe I do a half-assed workout, but look, I got up and I went to the gym. Like, I'm, I work out. I'm, I'm a badass. So, I don't know. I guess I just, I, I want to feel better and I want to be able to overcome the trauma. And I say trauma like I, you know, went through 
ridiculously crazy stuff. People go through the stuff I've been through every freaking day and honestly much worse. Like I have lived a very, very fortunate life. I am not going to lie. I have wonderful parents who are still together and love each other very much. I lived a great childhood. I had a lot of great privilege. Um, you know, I, I, I really have not had a bad life. I haven't. And I'd be lying if I was like, my life freaking sucked because it didn't. My life has been wonderful, but just like everyone else, I've encountered shitty things and had shitty things happen to me. But the difference between me and maybe someone else is that, you know, I've allowed myself to feel the pain and the hurt and the anger from, from those experiences and, and let them motivate me and, and turn them into something positive um, which is not easy. It's not always easy. Like, okay, yeah, cool. I got dumped or whatever. Like, I'm going to go do this. And people are like, oh, you make it like you got over him so quick. No, I didn't get over him so quickly. I'm, I'm hurting inside and like, I'm trying to cope with it. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's also kind of weird as I'm like saying these things. Cause I'm like, I'm basically talking to myself. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to watch this or listen to this. Like, I don't know if this is going to help anybody, but um, I'm basically talking through my own thoughts right now to myself, um, which is such a weird concept. Like I'm literally sitting here in a room with my dog at my feet and I don't know, I guess I just picture people listening to this and being like, oh my God, like I totally relate. Uh, but who knows? I, maybe no one freaking listens to this. And honestly, that's totally fine. Like I said, I'm doing this for me. It's my word vomit. It's my diary. And if I help someone along the way, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, so, uh, the reason that I, that, that, what triggered this is I actually was broken up with. I was broken up with three days ago. It's been, well, guess what? I guess it's 70, I guess it's over 72 hours because it was Sunday morning. So all of Sunday, all of Monday, all of Tuesday, today is a Wednesday. So we're going on four days. Uh, I got broken up with four days ago. Um, and some people are like, whatever, you went through a breakup, it's fine, like, everyone goes through breakups, but, and I'm not, I'm not discounting that, I'm not denying that, but, uh, I fully, absolutely love this man, and I'm not, I'm not saying it past tense, like, I am saying it present tense, I absolutely head over heels love this man, and I bawled my freaking eyes out on Sunday, not gonna lie, and I am not a crier, anyone that knows me is like, like, people joke I'm heartless, but I bawled my freaking eyeballs out. And, <laughs> um, you know what? I, I'm glad I did. I had to feel that pain. And honestly, I, I still feel like I want to cry sometimes. Um, but I, I just can't. Like, I just can't. Um, I, I don't let myself, uh, cry. So, um, but anyway, also, if you hear me sniffling, I'm, I'm just congested. I'm not crying right now. Uh, we are on bad bitch energy today. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, gross. Um, that is what triggered me starting this, this podcast is I had been in a relationship previously back in high like right out of high school. And that relationship brought me a lot of trauma. And honestly, that'll probably be my next episode is just talking about that one. Um, who knows? It'll definitely be an episode. That that conver that relationship alone could take 
two or three freaking episodes, but, um, that one had a lot of trauma and it, it took me years. It took me years to move on from that. And, uh, honestly, like I was not ready for another relationship basically until, until this year, 2021. And that, uh, other relationship ended in 2017. So it took four years for me to, to feel better and feel like I was in a place to date someone. And I started dating this guy and, everything was perfect. Like I could not ask for anything freaking more. Um, I saw a future with this man and honestly I still do. I think it's about timing and everyone goes through things differently. And he said he's not in a place to be in a relationship that he needs to work on himself. And I understand that because that's where, that's where I've been. That's literally where I've been for four years. So I'm not mad at him or I don't have any sort of hatred for him. Um, for, for taking care of himself, uh, the way he broke up with me kind of shitty, but, um, we finally were able to talk about it and I got the closure I needed to be able to move on. And I'm not moving on in the sense of, Oh, I'm going to go date someone else. Like, no, I have absolutely no interest in anybody else. I have absolutely no interest in even getting to know or talk to anybody else. Like I am head over heels for this man. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and dwell or, or hope that, Oh, in, in a year, like we can get back together or three years or whatever. Like we will be together in the future. I'm not going to sit here and, and wait for that because waiting is not a healthy thing to do. But, uh, in my mind, like I am not moving on. Like I am not ready to move on from him. I committed to him. I woke up every day and I, I chose him. Um, and today I, I still wake up and I choose him and I don't know when I'll stop choosing him. Um, I can't, I can't say that, you know, I'm just going to stop caring. Uh, we are friends. He is my, in my opinion, he's my best friend because I woke up and I was like, you know what? I love this man. I could marry this man. And for me, I'm like, if I love you and I want to marry you, like you're my best friend. Okay. I don't care what any of my girlfriends say. Like my man will be my best friend, like straight up, because that man is going to see all of me. And I don't mean physically, like, obviously, he's going to see all of me physically. But he's going to see me emotionally, he's going to see me, you know, mentally, uh, physically, freaking financially, like he is literally like the man I choose is going to see every aspect of me as a person in my life. Um, and so for me, like, I look at him and I'm like, you are my best friend. Like in this moment, you are my best friend. Four years ago, I had a different best friend and that's okay. I'm like, that's how it is. Maybe four years from now, I have another different best friend, but my man and who I'm choosing at the moment is my best friend. And he is 1000% my best friend right now. And I care about him so deeply that sometimes I bring hurt to myself because I care about him so much that I'm willing to hurt myself to make him happy. Um, but that's, is that healthy to an extent? Yes. To an extent? No. Uh, but you know what? It is what it is. And I'm accepting that. And I recognize that in myself and that's kind of my own fault. So it is what it is. But, um, we're fine. We're in a place where he's my best friend and, and he needs me right now. Like, did he break my heart? Yes, absolutely. I've not felt this kind of pain in four years. I've dated men in the last four years. I've, I've talked to men, whatever, but none of them ghosting me or breaking up with me or whatever the hell you want to call it. Like none of them, like 
I'd get upset, but I'm not kidding you. I did not, I do not cry over men. And this man, I bawled my freaking eyes out. And, but he needs me right now. And I'm going to be there for him as a friend, as a best friend. And that's just where we're at. So, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I love him and it's okay to love someone that's also hurt you. Um, no one is perfect. Uh, I look, I look at my parents that way. My parents are, are high school sweethearts. Uh, just a quick story about them. They, they, they met, uh, in typing class and my mom, I guess, complimented my dad's car and my dad's a huge car guy. So apparently that's all she had to say was sick car. And my dad was like, Oh my God, I love you. Cool. Um, Simpler times back in the 80s uh, when you didn't have freaking Snapchat and Tinder and Bumble and all that shit. And it, all it took was a girl to compliment your car for you to be like, all right, I'll ask you on a date. Um, what I wouldn't do to freaking live in times like that, honestly. Uh, dating and, and relationships. They were hard because, no, you couldn't text each other 24-7. You couldn't talk to each other all day like you can now with phone calls and FaceTime and Snapchat and texting and all that shit. But at the same time, guess what? It was hard on you to talk to each other, but you wanted to talk to each other. So you, you figured out how, and it wasn't easy to go talk to other people. It wasn't easy to go find a replacement. It wasn't easy to, to necessarily go cheat and whatever. You couldn't just get on the freaking internet and see, Oh, this girl liked my photo. My girlfriend, I'm pissed at her today. I'm going to go hit up this girl. Like it's so fucked the freaking generation we lived in now. And, and excuse my language. I'm marking this as explicit content for sure. But this generation is, has taken dating to, f to fucking hell, just straight, straight down the shitter. And, uh, I wish I lived in the eighties, but, um, or any time, honestly, before freaking cell phones, like social media, you know what? Let's just go back before social media, cell phones. One thing, cell phones are great. Social media, as much as I love it, it's a freaking curse to this world and this generation and not even just romantic relationships, but you know, friendships and, and family and everything in between. But going back to my parents, I got sidetracked. I went on my little rant there. Um, yeah, they dated in high school. They broke up, uh, I think for about a year because my dad was older and he actually moved to Texas, uh, from Oregon. And, but the whole time, all he, he's, he dated someone else. My mom dated someone else. Um, and the whole time they said all they did was think about each other. And my dad was constantly like talking to people and being like, have you heard, have you heard from her? Have you heard from her? Like, what's she up to? How's she doing? Like all he could think about, even while he's dating someone else was my mom. And, uh, long story short, he ended up, I guess, somehow convincing her to get back together. And my mom, when she graduated, moved across the halfway across the United States, uh, to be with him. And, Boom. Uh, a couple years later, they're married. And then a couple years after that, here I am. And then a couple years after that, here's my brother. And now we're here. And now they've been together. Uh, they've been married. Oh, goodness. I feel like I'm going to get this wrong. They've been married 27 years. I think they've been married 27. But in total, you know, they've been together over 30. So um, that's something I look up to. And that's something I strive for. And obviously, I'm not going to be with a high school sweetheart at this point. I'm oh my gosh, I'm like seven, almost eight years out of freaking high school. That's disgusting. But, um, it makes me feel old. I guess that is true. Quarter life crisis. So that's cool. Um, but like, that's what I strive for. And they are each other's best friend. They've moved across the country and uh, freaking handful of times. They've had kids together. They've 
changed jobs. They've changed, you know, houses. They've, they've fought. They've, uh, been broke. They've been poor. They've been poor, beyond poor, broke, poor, whatever. Say, I guess those are the same thing. Um, I would never look at my parents and say, oh my gosh, they're rich, but you know, they've been financially stable. They've struggled. They've, you know, lived in a camper together. They've lived in a beautiful house together. They've had dogs. They've fought. They've, they've done everything. They've done everything together. And my mom always says, uh, she goes, honestly, she's like, I think the reason your dad and I are still together is because we wake up and we choose each other every day. It doesn't matter, you know, if my dad brought home another project car and she freaking hates that he dropped $2,000 on it at the end of the day, it's just money. At the end of the day, it's just a car. At, you know, if, if something were to happen, they can sell the car. If, if something were to happen, they, they still have each other. And that's what I look up to. And the way that, you know, I've seen my parents fight. I've seen them yell at each other. I've seen them bicker. I've seen them argue. I've seen them, you know, honestly say probably bad words and terrible things to each other. But, um, at the end of the day, they have each other's back. And that's something my dad has said too, not just about, you know, my, my romantic relationships, but my family too, is he's like, listen, you can pick on your brother all you freaking want. I have a younger brother. He's three years younger. He's, he's my best friend too. Like absolutely. But, uh, my dad's like, you can pick on each other all you want. You know, you can beat the shit out of each other. You can hate each other. But at the end of the day, you have each other's back. If someone else came at my brother, oh, I'd, I'd freaking kill him. I'd, you know, I'd go ape shit on their ass. Um, because at the end of the day, only I'm allowed to make fun of my brother. That is my job. That is my privilege. And, uh, everyone else can kiss my ass. So I think it's the same with, with your relationship. Uh, you can hate on each other all you want and you can, I mean, you shouldn't, but you know, you're not going to have a hundred percent good days. You're gonna, you're gonna fight. You're gonna disagree. You're gonna annoy each other. You're gonna, want to freaking leave. But at the end of the day, it's, it's up to you to, to choose that person and to choose that person every day and commit to it. And you know what? I think, I think people are like, Oh, well, like we're just dating, whatever. Uh, we're not married yet, but like I fully embody, honestly, I embody the, the vows of marriage in, in dating. And, um, I think that's something our generation lacks is while you're dating, you're like, I date to marry. Like people who say that all the time, like I date to marry and I fully do. Like, I'm not going to date you if I don't see a future with you. And if we are dating and I realize there is no future, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you straight up and it may freaking hurt, but I'm not going to lead you on and I'm not going to waste anybody's time either. So, uh, I fully date to marry, which means in my opinion, if we're dating, like we're low key married. Okay. Like, I know that they're not maybe an official document. I know I may not have your last name, but like, we're basically married. Okay, bro. Like we are married and I am going to love you in sickness and in health and rich and poor. And I don't even know all the other vows, like, but everything, like I'm going to be here for you 24 freaking seven. And I think that's where our generation has gone wrong. They, they don't necessarily date to marry. And when they do date, they, they see that, you know, they can leave. It's easy to leave. And it is, it is easy to leave. That's the easy way out, uh, to just, to just quit and, and give up. Uh, because you know what, if you're worried about the future, um, and you're worried about failing in the future, 
why not just freaking fail now? Like, it'd be easier to fail now than, you know, you nothing lost, whatever. But, um, that's, that's not how I view it. Um, you know what, if we're, if we're dating, like, you're low-key, I'm not gonna say it, because that sounds freaking crazy. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh my god, like, we're married, you're my husband. Um, unless that's, like, a joke, or, like, it's a thing that you two do. But, like, that's, that's my, that's my thought. Like, I'm dating you for you to be my husband someday. And so, um, yeah, basically our, our generation just sucks at dating, but, um, I'm going to wrap it up. That's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the basis though of my whole thought process, uh, behind this podcast and, and how messed up dating is and how the messed up dating world has messed up me mentally. So, uh, that's cool. But, uh, here's my word vomit and, uh, I'm just gonna send it. I'm gonna publish this one and, uh, who knows what I'll talk about next time. Uh, I kind of have a feeling I know what I'll talk about. I'll probably talk about my, uh, my first relationships and, um, kind of where I got, how I got to where I'm at mentally when it comes to relationships and whatnot. So, but if you have listened and you have listened to this whole thing, 30 minutes worth, uh, I appreciate it. And I hope that you relate to some bit. Maybe you learn something from it. Maybe you take something away from it. I don't know. Uh, but if you want to hear more, I'll be back. So... Thanks, guys. Have a good one.